have been shut up as the search is underway for the shooter. Also tonight, another record in the coronavirus crisis. More cases today than any other day of the pandemic. Good evening, and thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Kathy Zara. And I'm Robert Kovacic. Here are tonight's headlines in the pandemic. The United States reporting nearly 279,000 cases today. That is a new single-day record with 3,600 deaths. In L.A. County, another 17,000 new cases were reported with 221 deaths. The county of Los Angeles now has more than 900,000 confirmed cases. And this latest surge has left nearly 8,000 people currently hospitalized with coronavirus. As ICUs in Southern California remain at full capacity tonight, we are getting an inside look at one of those overwhelmed hospitals. Here's NBC 4's Kim Tobin. Good evening, everyone. They are spreading their resources extremely thin here at Providence Holy Cross Medical Center. Their ICU is at nearly 200% capacity. Normally, nurses would be assigned to two patients. Now they're assigned to three. And we're getting an inside look at the toll this virus is taking on the medical staff as they work to keep their patients alive. As the sun disappears, the graveyard shift begins at Providence Holy Cross Hospital in Mission Hill. Uh, shows us around the COVID unit, and as he starts filming, he hears the sound that sends his fellow nurses rushing in. That is code blue. That means that a patient is in cardiopulmonary arrest. Walking by.
In a split from Trump's decision to boycott Inauguration Day, Vice President Pence says he will be there to honor the transition of power to President-elect Joe Biden. As NBC's Chris Colon explained for us tonight, it comes as calls to remove the president from office only intensify. Democratic lawmakers' effort to impeach President Trump again is gaining momentum. In a tweet, California Congressman Ted Lieu said 180 House members have signed on as co-sponsors for an article of impeachment being introduced Monday. The move necessary, Democrats say, after this speech. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. And the deadly riot in the Capitol that followed. We have a responsibility to hold him accountable. A White House spokesman dismissed impeachment as a politically motivated move which would further divide the country. It comes amidst new revelations, first reported by the Washington Post, that Mr. Trump called Georgia's lead elections investigator last month and urged him to, quote, find the fraud as the president sought to overturn the election results. The White House has not commented. Meanwhile, the president's allies are decrying Twitter's decision to ban him from the social media platform, depriving him of his favorite method of communicating with supporters. It's a sad day when big tech has more power than big government, that they can censor the president of the United States. Twitter cited the risk of further incitement of violence by the president as the reason for terminating his account. Chris Cologne, NBC News. And tonight, more arrests are being announced in connection with Wednesday's riots, including this man who was seen wearing a helmet with horns and carrying a six-foot spear through the Capitol. The U.S. Attorney's Office says 33-year-old Anthony Chansley was arrested today. He's an apparent QAnon supporter from Arizona, and he is facing several federal charges, including violent entry and disorderly conduct. And then there was the man seen carrying Nancy Pelosi's lectern through the United States Capitol. Federal agents say he has been arrested in the state of Florida. Investigators say 36-year-old Adam Johnson was booked on federal theft charges. Meantime, a swift backlash for some congressional leaders accused of fanning the flames of the Capitol building riot. Among them, Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. He was part of the group led by Senator Ted Cruz, echoing unfounded claims of election fraud and plotting to reject electoral certification. Even after the deadly riot, Hawley was one of the few who went forward with that objection. His constituents, major newspapers, as well as several other senators are calling for his resignation. And two newspapers in Texas have called on Senator Cruz to resign as well. Right now, police are searching for the person who shot and killed a woman in Koreatown. It happened just after one this morning at Council in Mariposa. Witnesses say the woman's dog began to bark just before two shots were fired. They say a man was seen running away. Still no word on a motive, but police say evidence does suggest it may have been a carjacking. The dog was also shot, but is expected to be okay. And we have new details on a murder in Pacoima. The man who killed his ex-girlfriend in front of their daughter has taken his own life. Home surveillance video on Wednesday shows Herbert Flores chase after Karen Ruiz and shoot her several times while their toddler watched from her car. Investigators say he fled to Texas and shot himself after being pursued by police in the city of Irving earlier today. A man in Kelowna is under arrest after a traffic stop took a wild turn. Riverside police say that an officer tried to pull a driver over on the 91 freeway. Investigators say there was an altercation and then he shot at officers. That is when police say he stole the Corona officer's unmarked vehicle and drove off. The incident caused a large backup off the freeway there. 
Moments later, the man reportedly crashed the cruiser and then barricaded himself inside an apartment complex. He was arrested shortly after. Still ahead here in 11 new developments surrounding the Southern California woman accused of attacking a black teenager over a cell phone. Plus, tragedy in the air. Investigators trying to figure out what caused a commercial airliner to plummet into the sea. in their search near the Thousand Islands. The cause of this crash still under investigation. The Southern California woman tackled a black teen inside a New York City hotel after falsely accusing him of stealing her cell phone is now back in New York City. Mia Ponsetto was arraigned today on charges of attempted robbery, grand larceny, and endangering the welfare of a child. She was not granted bail, but the judge gave her a supervised release. Poinsettia was arrested Thursday in Ventura County and then flown back to New York. The teen falsely accused in the incident is a son of acclaimed jazz musician Kian Harold. Poinsettia is expected back in court in late March. Her phone wasn't actually stolen. It was left in an Uber and the driver later returned it. Closing down in the middle of the pandemic, the L.A. hospital now shutting its doors.
think the lake will start to settle down a little bit, and that will allow temperatures to really not change all that much getting into Tuesday. But after Tuesday, we're going to start watching high pressure build into the region, and that's going to really push temperatures up. And I'll show you what that's going to look like in your seven-day in just a second. We'll talk about tomorrow, of course. Up to 50s to early 60s across high desert, mostly sunny skies, just some high clouds overhead. Up to 40s to early 50s to the mountain locations at 49 degrees in Big Bear, for example. Across the Inland Empire, upper 50s to low 70s. Notice that little bit of the offshore pattern with San Bernardino around 71 degrees. Meanwhile, Corona is around 73 degrees. And as we get into Orange County, the inland spots, especially in the, the mid-70s as well, with 73 degrees around Anaheim and Santa Ana, 72 degrees in Irvine, upper 60s to low 70s along the Orange County coastline. For the Ventura County coastal areas, we'll see temperatures running in the low 70s, so expect 70 degrees in Oxnard, even 73 degrees around Camarillo. Temperatures in the mid-70s around Northridge and Van Nuys, to 74 in Van Nuys. And around the basin in the San Gabriel Valley, temperatures in the low to mid-70s, so 71 in downtown LA, or 72 in downtown LA, 71 in Thompson, 71 in Long Beach, and 73 degrees in West Covina. So this year, the seven-day forecast, the basin's on top, the coastline's on the bottom. Remember, for the first couple of days here, we're just talking about temperature influence from the offshore winds. That's where we kind of stay in the upper 60s to low 70s. But it's the next couple of days beyond where high pressure comes in, and you can see that we're off to the races. So expect the low 80s as we get into Thursday and Friday across the basin, mid to upper 70s by the coast. Here's a look at the inland spots. Valleys on top, IE on the bottom here. For tomorrow, mid 70s, low 70s. Then as we get into Tuesday and uh, Monday and Tuesday, temperatures will be warming up about a degree or so, and then we start taking off as we get into the second half of the week. Expect the mid-80s for Thursday and Friday. As we take a look at the high desert forecast on top, the low desert forecast on the bottom, we'll see that general warming trend for the high desert. Expect temperatures to peak in the low 70s by Thursday and Friday, mid-80s for the low desert as we approach the middle of next week. And finally, the area mountains, upper 40s to low 50s for the next couple of days, and then running up to the upper 50s and low 60s by the time we get into Thursday and Friday. Let's look at the forecast. Back over to you. We have um, some fabulous to share with you. You may not know this man's name or his face, but he helped bring the news for decades for NBC4, and he did it so very well. Joining us for the latest, Pete Carroll has gone. You can tell we think Pete is very special. He helped to cover the news here in Southern California for decades. Pete was an amazing storyteller, and he was our beloved friend and colleague. And our thoughts and our prayers are with his family.